Kiyota Koto. Welcome to Queenstown Live podcast, where we dive into the stuff we all struggle with but don't talk about. Overwhelm, money, boundaries, and giving ourselves the permission to do work and build businesses that we want. Um, I'm here with Ovi Rathnayaka. Is that right? Rathnayaka, yes. There we go. I need some practice on that one. Um, an amazing business and success coach for multi-passionate women. Miss Sri Lanka social media marketing strategist. Is that right? I was uh, from Miss Sri Lanka, New York, which, uh, you know, the inaugural show was last year. And I was the social media manager for that first round and I was the I was one of the hosts of the show I love it on stage I saw saw you do that I was like I need to know more about this Um, and you have a dual degree in supply chain management and management information systems and a certified business analyst that makes my brain explode (laughs) (laughs) I love it I love it so um I met you probably do you think about four years ago, maybe three years ago? I think, yeah, I think we're coming up on three years. I know it was like that first year of the pandemic, I think. Yeah. 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 So um, Jen and I, obviously Jen and I had a business, Jen and Jane's Excellent Adventure, which is no more uh, boohoo, but we're good. We're all good. Um, and she nudged me and said, have you seen this woman? Um, and I was like, no, who is this woman? Um, and then we um, worked with you around some of the stuff that we were doing and had really good conversations. And then I I actually worked with you solo for some of the stuff mm-hmm. that I was doing, um, which I still utilize from today. Um, so tell us about your, I, I'm really interested in that journey that you've got around your, the corporate desk, American desk to mm-hmm. your own business and then where, and then explain where you're at now. Cause I know some things have changed for you. Yeah. Um, I was just telling, uh, Jane, before we started the conversation, before we started recording that, a lot has changed and your audience is going to be the first to kind of really hear uh, the details on that. But how I got started. So I, you know, like you said, I have a degree in business. I went through business school. I, of course, you know, (laughs) the type A, you know, overachiever, oldest daughter in me needed to not do one major, but two. Right. (laughs) Right. So I went for the supply chain management and management information systems. And I thought I was so smart. And honestly, I was that I was one of the first people in my school to combine those two majors as a dual major, because what I really enjoy is breaking down processes and really getting into the nitty gritty of what makes the back end of a business successful. So I saw, you know, supply chain management where we talk all things logistics, you know, knowing where your supply is coming in, whether you are service-based or product-based, you know, getting that streamlined and then using systems, management information systems to automate it and streamline it. I That was, you know, where I thought I could shine. And I was right. However, where I went from there, <laughs> I took a bit of a detour. So the way my career kind of started off, um, I worked in a big bank, a very typical, you know, American corporate, you know, culture um, in that kind of a workplace. So I worked in rolling out services for traders, you know, um, of like invest of an investment bank on the technical side of the systems that would tell the traders, um, you know, is this a good trade or not? So 
analyzing the risk with each trade. So I was actually supporting the software. And while, you know, that did play into a lot of my skills and I definitely learned a lot in that role as, you know, how do we develop services in a way that suits the needs of the business or the client and in a way that um, gets streamlined and we roll out services in a way that makes sense, that, you know, meets the, the consumer's needs. I learned a lot. However, the work culture, especially in, you know, being based out of New York in this very um, high strung, very demanding um nine to five, but not even sometimes nine to 2 a.m. kind of life, that really burnt me out. And I realized, you know, this is not why I went to business school. Um, The purpose was always so that I could do, you know, the process and the, um, the business, like analyzing, breaking down the business side of things. I wanted to do it so that it could support people, not just so that, you know, I could be (laughs) churning out, you know, um, money for a bank to get bigger and bigger. I wanted to help real people. And so that was part of it. You know, that was part of where I was very unsatisfied. I'm also a very creative person. Um, I am a performer. I've been a performer my whole life. I dance. And I have a lot of very creative ideas. So there was a part of me that was really suffering in that that environment. So in 2018, it all came to a head where I really, I got physically ill from all the stress that I was putting myself through in this role. And I had to take a medical leave. I had to take two months away from my job to recover because my, my mental health and my mental health was suffering and that was affecting my physical strength. I had like my eye twitching for five weeks straight without stopping. So that's when I went to the doctor and I was like, I think something's wrong. And she's like, you're way too stressed. We need to get you like off work and taking a break. So during that break, you know, I was I grew a lot personally. I was, you know, looking into a lot of personal development and things like that. And I was like, you know, what is it that I really want to do? And I realized I have always wanted to be my own boss and not like, and you know, that's such a cliche, but really it's because I'm such a creative person that I need my freedom to do all the things and, you know, uh, do something that touches on all of my skills. Yeah. And so I realized the reason I hadn't done it until that point is because (laughs) when I was 20 years old, and this was like 2008, when, you know, the YouTube was just popping off, we were seeing the girls who were playing with the makeup, you know, doing makeup tutorials. Uh, They started out in 2008, 2009, and they were growing. And I always wanted to be one of those YouTubers. I wanted to be someone creating content on the internet. And I thought, oh, what would my family think of me? Like, they're going to hate that, you know, I wasted all, like, my parents, you know, they're immigrants and they sacrificed a lot to give me an education. So I'm like, no, I can't possibly do that. I have to make use of, you know, the sacrifices that they made for me. I had to stay on this path of the good job. So I always held myself back and I realized, you know what? You're a 30 year old woman living 
a life based on the, you know, a life of regret based on the fear you had as a 20 year old. And I realized this is like the most, like the thought I had that changed everything. It's like, you know, you could go another 10 years. It's been 10 years now. You, you could go another 10 years and you could be a bitter 40 year old woman who's living based on the regrets of, you know, uh, because of something you decided when you were 20. And I knew I had to change it. So Amen. that's where the idea, <laughs> that's where the idea for the business was born. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to get on the internet. I'm going to create a whole new Instagram account. I'm just going to start sharing things. Let's see where it goes from there. So that's where right. I started. Right. Amazing. And it, isn't it funny how, you know, we, we stay stuck in these, often in these roles or are these identities for ourselves that we think other people want for us. When actually, when I speak to lots of women in my coaching sessions, I'm like, have you actually asked your parents if that's what they want for you? Would they really want you to be unhappy for the next 50 years? And they're like, actually, no. So I'm like, so that is something that is an excuse, really. And it's just a fear-based barrier that you've put in front of yourself to say, oh, I couldn't possibly go off and do that because I'd be disappointing somebody when you actually haven't had that conversation. <laughs> yeah. So that was me, you know, I was holding myself back because as a, you know, 20 year old, of course you're an adult, but you know, you've just kind of come out of high school. Like you're technically an adult, but you know. You're not an adult. <laughs> you're really not. No way. And as a 20 year old, I thought, you know, I have to go to college. I had to finish my degree, which I'm very grateful for. I learned a lot through my business education, but I thought, you know, I have to go down the corporate route. You know, that's what's expected of me. And so that's what I did. And I gained some valuable experience, but I also realized, you know, this is really not where I want to be long-term. Yeah, totally. So how do you take that now and know? So, do you know, when, when I talk about the line and the line for lots of things is very different for lots of different people. How do you know now where the line is for you in the work that you do and don't want to do? Like what, 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 what is it for you that, that you go, uh, hang on, hang on, this is not who I am or what I want. Mm. So for me, I'm, I'm a very practical person, but I also have this very intuitive side of me. Like I, I know I'm very in touch with, what's right for me and what's not. Um, the way I approach business and, you know, a lot of things in life is very practical. But at the end of the day, I go back to myself and I go, mm, does this feel right? Yeah. <laughs> does this feel like something that's going to like get me excited? Or, you know, am I, am I saying yes to this because I'm afraid to say no? I'm afraid that someone's going to be mad at me. Is it my people police are coming out? Or is this like, oh, like that could be exciting. Is it something I want to explore or is it something I'm like, I feel guilty saying no. <laughs> and that's how I kind of decide. Yeah. Is, is that the same then for you around self, like prioritizing yourself? So self-care and, you know, so you don't go back to that ill person, I suppose, mm-hmm. that had gone way over that line where somebody had to say to you, Do, have you realized your eyes twitching? Like, this is not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the same? Do you get that same intuitive feeling around, oh, hang on, I have to pull back a little bit? I do. And you know what? It's funny because, um, you know, we are creatures of habit. So 
it's really easy to go back to who you've always been. And sometimes, you know, it, I don't pull myself out as quickly as maybe, you know, I could say I should, um, you know, having gone through that experience once or twice in my life, you know, I, you can be like, oh, you should know better by now. But no, like, it's easy to get caught up in what yeah, you're doing. And even totally. something that you love, right? Even when you're doing work you love, you can get to the point where you're sacrificing, you know, your own health and uh, your own well-being and your own desires, right? Not prioritizing self-care. That's easy. That's easy to happen even when you're running your own business and you love the work you do. But yeah, the way I pull my back, the way I pull myself back, I would say is really based on that intuition. Sometimes, you know, I'm used to kind of ignoring it for a while. So yeah, we all still plays out every once in a while. I don't, um, uh, it takes me a little bit to go, hey, like, what are we doing here? You know, <laughs> kind of need a break. But yeah, I would say, you know, the process there is, you know, the more that I do it, the more that I uh, prioritize myself and take care of myself, the easier it gets to recognize when I'm not doing that and to pull yeah, myself Yeah, absolutely. Back. So what, what's changed for you in the last like few months? Because I know that you, you started talking about, was it the lazy girl thing mm-hmm. that you were doing? And then you, you know, so t- talk us through where, where you're at now. What are you doing now? Right. So the lazy girl, the ambitious lazy girl is this sub brand of my business that I came up with um, a couple of years ago. And, you know, that's still something that's very close to my heart. Um, and really, that's about reclaiming the word lazy, because a lot of things that we in society label as lazy is where we set boundaries and we're like, oh, no, that's not really something I want to do. And people go, oh, you're so lazy. I'm like, no, no, if I want to, you know, if I'm honoring my own bodies and we're all unique, we all have our own energy cycles. So if I'm living according to mine, let's say, you know, I'm not really an early morning person and, you know, all the productivity (laughs) gurus for the past, however long, and now I do see it's changing, but, you know, people say, oh, like if you're a productive person, you should be waking up at 5 a.m. and hitting the gym first thing in the morning. And it's like, well, that's not really how my body works. So I'm going to honor my body and people label that as lazy. So for me, ambitious lazy girl was really reclaiming that word lazy and being proud of like, hey, like that actually just means I know myself and I honor myself. And it's not that we're actually lazy. So that mission and that message is still very close to my heart. Um, I haven't done a lot with that in the last year or so. Because what, um, and, you know, I would love to, like, get into this. Um, Even when you're, you know, versed in the, uh, or you have the expertise of, you know, business or business processes or, you know, you have all the knowledge, (laughs) right? Um, It's easy to get caught up in what we see on social media and kind of... um, feel like you have to keep up with the Joneses in this social media based um, business space that we work in. And I saw myself kind of getting there. And, you know, you have to realize there's always going to be ebbs and flows in business. And so over the past year or so, what I really noticed within myself is 
I was falling out of love with the work I was doing for a while there because I was always chasing that next number. I wasn't working based on what felt good and what excited me. I was like, well, I have to do this because that's how I'm going to hit the next income goal. Yeah. So I had to pull myself back a bit. And I did that very intentionally. And that's when, you know, the opportunity for being part of the Miss Sri Lanka New York team came around. I was like, yeah, I'm going to take, you know, I'm going to take that. I'm going to run with that for a bit. So um, with things like that, I kind of put um, the merch store I was developing under the Ambitious Lazy Girl brand. Uh, I took a step back from it very intentionally because I wanted to come back to it in a better, um, better state of mind. Um, and over the last few months, actually, what has happened. So I was on a break um, since about December of last year. I started getting very physically sick because although I had prioritized, I had learned to prioritize my mental health from the experience of, you know, leaving my corporate job, I wasn't prioritizing my physical health. Um, I was very unhealthy. So I had to take a a very hard look at myself and go, you know what, you need to just take a few months, you can't be going into a big launch, which was my plan. When 2023 started out, I was like, I had this beautifully laid out plan of a big launch every three months. And I looked at that and, and I went, you know what, I'm getting sick every month. I can't keep going like this. I have to give myself a couple of months to just focus on my health and get my immunity back. So that's what I did. In February, I canceled my launch and I said, you know what? Right now it's OV time. It's, you know, healthy girl, healthy girl spring. So I really, you know, I started um, learning about how to get my blood sugar under control, how to detoxify a lot of like the toxins that we put in our body. So I went down a whole health rabbit hole and I've been there for the last few months. And while that was all going on, what also happened is my husband, who is a musician, um, one of his clients, which is a great, you know, family of YouTube creators, they um, they were gaining more visibility and they needed some help on the social media and business management side of things. So uh, they brought me in as part of their team. And that really kind of felt like almost like a sense of rounding out what I was supposed to be doing because I love, you know, you know, what I've done with you and Jen, you know, and I still continue to offer, um, you know, one-on-one sessions where we develop your offer or your offer suite. I love that, you know, business strategy side of things where I coach you, I help you create a strategy. But what I really also, like I said in the beginning, I have this performer side of me, I have this entertainer side of me. So, you know, working with this family of entertainers who are just creating these beautiful, like fun, funny videos and um, helping them because now they're on a national platform. They're on America's Got Talent. Their episode, their audition just aired yesterday from the day that we're recording this episode. So helping them with their business, that felt like rounding out all of these sides of me, the business, the strategy, the marketing, and here we go, putting in my, you know, love for entertainment and for performance. Amazing, which we will, we will, we will absolutely come to because I've written a point about your singing. Oh my God, which (laughs) I discovered, which we will talk about. Um, But I want to go back to what you said about, you know, 
I feel you so much when you talk about, you know, 2023 and you had all these launches laid out and you were going to go. And I, um, I was talking to my coach a few months ago and I'd said, you know, I really want to do, I'm doing one-on-one and I'm loving it. And coaching is the thing that I love doing. And then I thought, right, I'm going to try out and do a bit of a group program. And then I started to plan it and put it out there. And I was talking to her and she's like, okay, we'll set these goals down. And then you can do this bit of work and then come back to me. And I was, where was, I think I was in the shower. And the other day, you know, shower is like the best place to have these thoughts. And I suddenly thought, why am I doing this launch? Like, why am I doing it now? I don't need it. I'm booked till I've got clients till August. I'll, mm-hmm. And then there'll be more because there's always more, right? Um, mm-hmm. Why am I doing this? Why am I putting myself through a big launch? The feel, And I thought about the feeling of a launch and it made me want to be sick. And I was like, nah, I'm not doing it. And the, the minute you make a decision for yourself, the weight of it just re- disappears. Yeah. It's like, oh, I can actually make these decisions about what I want. Mm-hmm. And you forget. And like you talked about, you know, we're creatures of habit and we kind of slip back into some of the stuff. I had slipped back into that feeling of needing to just keep doing more and more and more and more. And I was like, I'm pretty happy. The money is fine. It works fine. Why am I adding another thing? I don't need to. And it was just such a revelation for me to remember that I am in charge of my business and I get to decide what I want to do. And just that slowing down and thinking about what what it what's important to to me, like you thought, what's important to me right now? And actually it's this. And then when you did that, the opportunities arrive anyway. The new opportunities just appear. They always do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And I, you know, I don't want to, you know, discourage people from launching because I think launches can be beautiful. Mm. And, uh, you know, that, you know, influx of visibility and um, the influx of cash, like that's all great. But again, like you said, why are you doing this launch and why are you rushing to do it at this time? Which is the question that I had to ask myself, like, okay, what happens if I don't launch in March? What if I take the time I need to get my health back and then I decide when the right time is for this launch to go out? Because, you know, I still love my program that I created. It's called Offer Creation Academy. You know, it's all my principles on offer creation, which is my specialty, you know, packaged up into this beautiful course. I love it, but I'm not going to put myself, you know, put my health at risk and um, put myself through stress to get it out on some arbitrary timeline because it's my business it's up to me (laughs) yeah totally absolutely hallelujah I love it I love when you can make decisions and you're like yeah this is it. This is the right decision and something else comes along. Um, now, with your music, I Googled you. Of course I did. <laughs> oh, my God. You're singing. Holy moly. Oh and your husband's goodness. music musician. Um, how does being connected with music keep you? I'm really interested in keeping you connected to your Sri Lankan roots whilst you're in New York. Like, I know you. New York is, I can imagine, I've never been, I'd love to go, is, is obviously like, you know, the place to go for cultural tapping Mm -hmm. into other cultures. But how does it keep you connected whilst you are there? Everyone go find Ovi singing on YouTube because it's (laughs) incredible. I'm actually not 
really the singer in the family. I mean, I've what sung my whole ever. life. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I've loved singing since I was a little girl. Um, but my husband's really like the professional singer, and you know, I do it for fun. I do it for friends, and you know, I have like I know exactly what you saw. I have a, <laughs> a recording. My mouth went like this. <laughs> like I did not expect that noise to come out of your mouth. Not that I didn't think you were not a good singer, but it was just the. I was like gobsmacked, and I like to Jen and was like, "It's not the side of you. It's not the side of me that you see on uh, Instagram, (laughs) right?" (laughs) But yeah, so with the music, you know, I actually left Sri Lanka when I was ten years old. I grew up in Canada, even though now I'm in New York. I've been in New York for the you know New York, New Jersey for the past fifteen years of my life, but. my teen years, basically from when I was 10 till when I was about 19, I was in Canada. So I left Sri Lanka pretty early in my life, but it really was being into Sri Lankan music and like never losing that. And like the fact that, you know, I learned a bit of music when I was young, like when I was in Sri Lanka. And then that was always, you know, I was I always had a performer spirit. So people always encouraged me to dance and to sing. Um, I'm a much better dancer than I'm a singer, by the way. (laughs) Um, So it was always, you know, having those two things, the dance and the music in my life that I think kept me so Sri Lankan because now, you know, uh, it's really funny. Most of my friends are Sri Lankans who immigrated to the US or to Canada as adults. And you can't tell the difference. You know, I moved, you know, I moved out of Sri Lanka when I was 10 years old, but I'm a Sri Lankan as anybody else, (laughs) anybody who came here as an adult. And I think it really is, you know, being in love with the music that kept me so grounded in my culture. And I love how it feels like it's coming full circle because now, you know, the family that I work with, my clients, they're not Sri Lankan, you know, they're an American family um, and they all sing. And so we are doing business, we're doing music, we're doing all of it. We're, you know, they're creators. I'm helping I'm helping them with their creative process on TikTok and YouTube. And yeah, music is a big part of it. But also there's the social media knowledge that I've gained from, you know, running my business and all of that. So it's all come full circle, it feels like. So beautiful. Um, how would I know I am listening to Sri Lankan music? Is there something that is typical that I would go, ah? Um, I don't know if I can say there's something typical because with Sri Lankan music, uh, Sri Lankan folk music, it's a lot of uh, just vocals and our drums. So our drums are very, uh, what's the word? I don't know. Prominent. They're very unique. There's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Within uh, the different regions of Sri Lanka, we have a lot of drums. And like drumming is uh, a very quintessential part of the Sri Lankan like folk music and folk dancing and all of that. So that's really what is authentically Sri Lankan, I would say. Um, when it comes to like pop music, there's some Indian influence. Uh, Sri yeah, Lanka is this yeah, beautiful that, little yeah. island right in the middle of all the ancient trade routes, right? So there's all these influences from all around the world because that's where the port was, you know, when you're going from like the Arab 
countries over to like Southeast Asia. Like that's where you would stop. So yeah, there's all yeah. these influences that I feel like you can hear a lot of that. And, you know, we've had um, different European, uh, like three different sets of European colonizers and like they've left their imprint in our culture. So I feel like you hear a lot of a mix of a mix of a lot of things in Sri Lankan music and popular music. Um, but the authentic Sri Lankan sound, I would say, is the drums. I love it. It's so beautiful. Um, which leads me, are you ready for your quick fire round? Absolutely. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Um, an important value I draw from my culture. Um, humility. Nice. Nice, Ovi. Um, I would sell everything I have to be able to. Oh, just create and travel all the time. Like nothing else. I'm a Sagittarius. Give me all the freedom. (laughs) Oh my God. I love it. Um, I wish people would introduce me by talking about this thing rather than that thing. Um, talking about how great I am with business strategy rather than talking about, um, just being known as the offer creation girl. <laughs> right. I love okay. offer creation, but like I'll I'm take so note of that. that. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you and Jen would like sit in, in a room together and your brains would explode together. Yeah. I'd be just like, what are you two talking about? Um, what do you do well? I'm really, really good at recognizing where there's a strategic opportunity that you can make use of without being sleazy oh awesome um hot bath <laughs> or hot shower hot shower i'm not sure we'll get on very well um <laughs> what's on your bedside table oh my goodness what's not on there <laughs> oh you're one of those, I'm one of those. <laughs> i'll leave that to everybody's imagination um favorite film harry potter the entire series oh. <laughs> love it um watch on your left or your right arm uh left left and the current book that you would that you are reading or that you would recommend people um the current book well I'm actually not reading anything right now but one I would recommend is Rich as Fuck by Amanda Francis Ooh, I have not yeah. seen that one I will have mm, a look it's at a, that one it's a good one <laughs> um, Ovi you're a total legend and I'm so glad we got to catch up. And everyone go and listen to um, Ovi on YouTube because it's just you and your husband. <laughs> I'll just like, give me more, give me more. Maybe there's an oh album my goodness, in your you guys, I swear, I'm, I'm much better at business and dance <laughs> and all the other things I do than I am. At well, then you, you're stupendous love. at the other stuff. I love then. music. Absolutely. <laughs> Amazing. And we will talk to you very soon. Thank you so much for having me. This was so amazing. Welcome. Bye. Bye.